Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the party. It is November the 16th. I'm Amanda Barker. And I'm Bill Antony. And this... The life of the party. The life of the party, yes. I mean, you are the party, actually. Oh, well. It's, when I say welcome Thank to the party, I mean welcome to Bill. So when Madonna sings her song, Where's the Party? Everyone just say, Bill. <laughs> Uh, so many questions I want to ask, so many tangents I want to go to, and hey, we'll get there. But first, we want to wish everybody who's celebrating a birthday today a very happy November the 16th. And did you know that it is National Button Day? Oh, nice. Yes. Hmm. So you can say button it uh, if yeah. you had too much of me. It celebrates... So if you touch a zipper today, you are uh, disgusting, yes. is what you are. Step yeah. aside, zippers. Step aside, snaps and laces. Yeah. It, today is the day that we honor the button it actually was a holiday founded in 1938 by wait for it the national button society which recognized button collecting as an organized hobby listen it was the depression (laughs) that's gonna be me in about another month here i'm gonna be like who wants to see my button collection on zoom Um, well also like nice to plain buttons was a real thing you know in terms of how much they cost and everything and but harder and hard to come by. You couldn't buy them in bulk the way you do now. So I could see that. Like a tortoiseshell button or a yeah, terracotta sure. button? I don't know. Yeah. Both novice and advanced button collectors celebrate the enjoyment of collecting on this day. And uh, just just, just take a moment for your buttons, folks. <laughs> and, and also, movie recommendation, War of the Buttons, an Irish film from the 90s about um, two kids from different villages in Ireland who... Um, are at war with each other. They're like eight years old and they're at serious war with each other. And um, one of their their techniques for when they capture their victims on the en- on enemy territory is to cut the buttons off their shirt because that way they'll get in trouble when they go home to their moms. Oh, interesting. Um, it's, it's the most charming film. It's so, so great. Well, I see a war of the buttons and I give you Benjamin Button. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, very uh, charming film as well. Which my friend uh, spent a lot of time, uh, my friend and past collaborator actually, uh, writing a musical adaptation of uh, oh. Benjamin Button. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which had mm. a little bit of play. I don't know yeah. what's happening with that that script right now, but they, they mm. had some runs in various regional houses across the U.S. If okay. you were born on November the 16th, you have the ability to transcend your everyday experiences. You gain wisdom through your encounters with others. You are actually quite wise beyond your years, and uh, you sometimes have a stern attitude, and that might make you appear humorless, but you do have a wonderful personality. Uh, I'm sure you know that, and usually people close to you know it too. Well, let's see who's born on this day. First up, someone I always thought was really charming, never got to be well-known enough for my taste. Kimberly J. Brown made an impressive debut in the 1990 film Tumbleweeds with Janet McTeer, winning an Independent Spirit Award for her performance, then went on to appear in Bringing Down the House, Be Cool, and on the soap opera Guiding Light. She was born on this day in Gaithersburg, Maryland in 1984. Well, somebody I wanted to be in 1990, Lisa Bonet was nominated for an Emmy Award for the show that made her famous, playing Denise Huxtable on The Cosby Show from 1984 to 1991, uh, and then, of course, starring in her own spinoff, A Different World, from 1987 to 1989. It was just for three years. Wow. But it had such an impact. I, I realized that, too. I was very shocked. It was like two seasons, but I remember watching it like oh, nonstop. Yeah, so, it yeah. was. that was an important show for all of us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she almost got fired for both, actually, for her controversial role in the Alan Parker film Angel Heart. Yeah, that's crazy. But continued mm-hmm. to work in the films Enemy of the State and Biker Boys and the shows Life on Mars and Ray Donovan. She's the mother of Big Little Lies actress Zoe Kravitz uh, and was born on this day in San Francisco in 1967. And, of course, she... Also- Yes. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you know, she's the ex-wife uh, of Lenny Kravitz yep. and I believe the current wife of Jason Momoa, yeah? Of Aquaman, yes. yes. Um, she's also the butt of one of my favorite of Sophia's comebacks on The Golden Girls when Dorothy is nervous about going uh, becoming a stand-up comedian for the first time. And she's like, Ma, what if I get up there and no one laughs? Then you'll know how Lisa Bonet feels. <laughs> it's still one of the still best. Funny. Yeah, still funny. I know. I never even disliked Lisa Bonet, and it still made me laugh. Yeah, I loved her. I remember. Um, mm-hmm. I loved how she so dressed. Beautiful. She had a artsy hippie—not hippie, but artsy yep. vibe to her. That you know, at fourteen, was just endlessly appealing to me. And the the uh, air of like needing no one's approval mm. was always really really intoxicating mm-hmm. about her. Yeah, agreed, yeah. agreed. Which she still carries herself with, mm-hmm. you know. Milo Gibson is one of Mel Gibson's many children and made his film debut in his dad's Oscar-winning film Hacksaw Ridge in 2016, following it quickly with the films Gangsterland, Hurricane, All the Devil's Men, and Peter Fascinelli's Breaking and Exiting. He was born on this day in Australia in 1990. True story. Uh, Peter, wait, Peter Fascinelli's. Yeah. I'm thinking the right guy, right? From 90210? Yes, and from the Twilight movies. He, um... I lived with his cousin for two years. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's very handsome. Yeah. And very lovely, yeah. actually. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I love He's on Nurse Jackie, which is like my uh, favorite shows. Yeah. He, yeah. um, pre, pre all that, uh, when he was, when he was still married to what's her nuts and they were having kids. I remember, uh, mm-hmm. my, uh, his cousin Dax, um, uh, had to fly to there, like, um, the christening of the kid and stuff anyway. Oh, um, well, She's uh, she's known for many things. Maggie Gyllenhaal first appeared in her father's films Waterland and A Dangerous Woman, and then got her own acting career underway with her acclaimed and controversial performance in Secretary, mm-hmm. for which she was nominated for a Golden Globe Award. I'll never forget that she said, um, they said, you know, how did you deal with all the nudity? And she said, well, I'm, I'm flat-chested, so it's considered classy. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right <laughs> it's like so i don't funny. have much so it's just all very classy when you take your top That's off funny. Yeah. Uh, and she's been taking it off ever since uh, she took over katie holmes role in the dark knight okay not for that and was nominated for an oscar in crazy heart won a golden globe for the miniseries an honorable woman and starred on the hbo series that's the one i'm thinking of because like the first like the second scene oh, is right. like her boob yeah, yeah, yeah. the deuce well, she plays a, a, a 1970s prostitute yeah yeah. yeah just i don't i didn't see much of it but she was great in what i saw She's currently preparing for her directorial debut, an adaptation of Elena. Really? She is? I didn't know that. (laughs) This is this is when it pays to read stuff ahead of time. Um, So she's currently preparing her for her directorial debut, which is an adaptation of Elena Ferrante's novel, The Lost Daughter. She was born on this day in Manhattan in 1977. But I'm so happy to find out in this moment that that movie is getting made, even though I never read Mm -hmm. the book. You read the book, right? I haven't read that one yet. Oh, okay. No, I've read like four of her books, but not that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Five of her books, yeah. Um, I'm on book yeah. five by her. I think I'm uh, the one. Uh, it's like essays. Oh, okay, I read the. Um, I think I told you about it. The one about the uh, what was it called? Uh, now, now the lost daughter stuck in my no, head. The I one know. about the woman who breaks up with her, her yeah. husband, leaves her, no, and I know. she falls apart. I can't think of it either. But like I, no, no, I know. 
anyway. yeah, I'm making my way through the essays. They're nice. They're nice with like a. Oh, I'm sure that she's. I'm sure that once I've read everything, I'm gonna find that I love like 95% of it. So you know, one book that I didn't like is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. My brilliant friend is still just one of the greatest things I've ever read or watched. So fully agreed. Fully agreed. Yeah. Miss- Missy Pyle oh, made good. her Sorry. debut. Oh, that's okay. Missy Pyle made her debut as a waitress in As Good As It Gets and went on to have major roles in Galaxy Quest, Josie and the Pussycats, the Oscar-winning film The Artist, and Gone Girl. She has also made plenty of appearances on television, including Two and a Half Men and Mom, and most recently was on Dirty John on Netflix. She was born on this day in Houston, Texas in 1972. Somebody I used to love and love to hate back in the 80s, Martha Uh Plimpton, first made her mark as a rebellious, she was like a Lisa Bonet type, actually, that cool, rebellious, sarcastic, Chandler Bing kind of energy. Uh, teenager in the 80s. Uh, we, of course, remember her in The Goonies, um, although she, she didn't have, she got kind of the bum role in that one. Shy People, Another Woman, Running on Empty, and Parenthood. Wasn't she in Mosquito Coast, too? Probably. I've never seen she that. was. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it was good to me at 12. I don't really know if right. it was good. <laughs> um, then later found success on the Broadway stage, nominated for Tony Awards for The Last Coast of Utopia, Top Girls, that's right, and Pal Joey. Later success on film includes 200 Cigarettes uh, and Frozen 2 <laughs> while on television. She's had success on five seasons of Raising Hope, The Real O'Neills, Guest Spots on Younger, and an Emmy Award for her guest spot on The Good Wife. She was born on this day in New York City in 1970. I, I do respect her career, I have to say. Oh, she's had an amazing career. I love Martha Plimpton, mm-hmm. so don't mistake me when I say that I kind of always also love that she's she's i don't know if i want to say ugly but she's not pretty it's why she always played angry rebellious teenagers in the 80s is because she just already looked pissed off yeah yeah but i say it as an actual compliment even though no one will take it that way i just love her and i could watch her for hours i think she's so compelling yeah she's uh she's she's a real broad you know, like the, yeah. what she's turned into now. Uh, and I feel like she's on everything where they interview Hollywood women. She's always there. Like yeah. if it's a well, documentary on women or like Hollywood or women in Hollywood, uh, she's like always raising her hand and saying, get me in there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also because she's been in the business for a long time. And mm-hmm. then like she, she's also she's always interviewed whenever they want to talk about River Phoenix because she dated him when they right. were young. I think and... that's that's it. I think they were in the Mosquito Coast together. And I think that's how they right. And met. running on empty as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think she's just uh, incredible. And, um, I, I, you know, so incredibly charismatic mm-hmm. anyway. And a real New Yorker, too. Right. Like she always oh, has sure. a real New yeah. York energy, like that that yeah. edge to her. That's kind of lovely. And her dad is like the hottest man who ever lived. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Keith Carradine. You know who's not the hardest hottest man that ever lived? Our next celebrant. Yeah. Pete Davidson has been on Saturday Night Live for seven years, despite the fact that his skits always get cut. But everyone feels sorry for him because his father died in nine eleven. <laughs> He recently starred in the film The King of Staten Island, which we're also not allowed to criticize because he has mental health issues, and appeared in the films What Men Want, Set It Up, and Trainwreck. He was born, much to his own disappointment, on this day in Staten Island in 1993. So I'm going to go I'm ahead. Huge fan. I, you, huge fan. You're a huge fan, are you? <laughs> I'm going to say that we're pretty much aligned in what we think of him, just from reading that comment. <laughs> um, I, 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 
to me, he's the millennial that just bails on everything whenever I watch him do sketch. Oh, for sure. And you know what the truth is? I actually don't hate him. I hate everyone who has made him him because, quite frankly, it is very sympathetic that he suffers yeah. mental health issues. And, of course, it's it breaks my heart that he lost his dad that way. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that he is uh, ready for primetime TV. Yeah. You know? and, and stop making him a star just because you feel sorry for him. Yeah. It makes his fans the most obnoxious people in the world. I'm sure we're going to get emails about this but i don't care well and he's he just has this air of being wrecked and i think that is why you sympathize with him but then i, I really only but he has an air of not trying which is yes. why you don't yes yeah. yes yeah. it's exactly and and so you do get this impression that he feels like he can just laugh off or or bail he has a real bailing yeah. energy um yeah. and i'm mostly talking about him on snl because i haven't really seen much else um of what yeah. he's done but there's a he always just tends to like laugh his way through the sketches in a way that is uh cowardly i don't know it's it's not it's not for me but i i think there's a funny guy in there and uh i think there's some real talent in there um and i think that's what people see in him i just don't th- i think you're right i think he's been entitled in all the wrong ways unfortunately yeah absolutely and you're right we're Marco's gonna get... posting selfies on instagram so we better move on i think he's, <laughs> he's reaching out a desperate point okay okay yeah is this me yep sorry i was still in a pete davidson wormhole um <laughs> marg helgenberger made her debut on the soap opera ryan's hope but achieved fame and won an emmy award for her role as casey kalowski on the show china beach in the late 80s uh i just remember the theme song which was that rolling stone song yep film roles uh, no jefferson airplane or, or Grace Slick. No, wasn't it? I see the... Na, 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 no, uh, China Hope was Reflections of the... Oh, did you mean Ryan's Hope? No, I meant China Beach. No, China Beach, yeah. Reflections of the way life used so to what... be. That's not Jefferson Airplane. That's uh, Supremes. But so who who had the paint it black? I thought that was China Beach. Maybe it was Tour of Duty. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, if you oh, know, yeah. go on our social media, because yeah. I know somebody had painted black, and I thought it was China Beach. Okay. Maybe they, did on a, maybe they didn't have this, what I know of, from all their seasons, maybe. We're going to find out, but not right now, uh, because we're going to give Marg Helgenberger her day in the sun. Uh, her film roles include yeah. In Species, Erin uh, Brockovich, and episodes of ER, and then achieved another big success, actually, with two more Emmy nominations for 14 seasons on CSI in the 2000s. Uh, she was recently on the show All Rise, and she was born on this day in Fremont, Nebraska in 1958. When I was a kid, because I always thought I wanted to be a movie star, I always looked so down on those people who were on the same show for 20 years. Oh, really? As being so much lower than movie stars. And now that I'm an adult, I'm more like Amanda Barker was when she was a kid. And I'm like, give me the job. I want your life. <laughs> no, that was my dream was just be on a show and have a job. Absolutely. <laughs> what? Give me a job where every day I get paid tons of money to not go anywhere, but to just show up at one studio every day and look surprised every time I turn on an ultraviolet light and there are cum stains all over the blanket. <laughs> I will take that job. What does that say years. about me that my dream was to be on a sub? TV you were just a smart, smart kid. You were like the kid in the goodbye girl. You were just born 40 years old. <laughs> I didn't even dream big and it still really hasn't happened yet. Anyway. Totally. And I'm not even saying I want that on an HBO show. Give it to me on a network show. <laughs> Give it to me on like a network hospital show. I will do it. Happily. Are you kidding? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it on a network hospital Canadian show. There you go. Yeah, I would do it absolutely. on nurses. Well, yeah, you won't do that for 20 years. It'll only last for four years. Yes. Everyone will give it awards and then the the CBC will pull the funding. <laughs> anyway. 
and and global and every other one. Mm-hmm. Burgess Meredith was a star on Broadway in the 1930s, uh, appearing in the film adaptation of John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men in 1939 that was taken from the Music Box Theater stage production from 1937. This launched him into a lengthy film career that continued through the decades, highlighted with his very popular turn as the Penguin on 21 episodes of the 1966 Batman television series and two Oscar nominations in the 70s for Rocky and The Day of the Locust. He co-starred in Grumpy Old Men and the sequel, which was his last film, released two years before his death in 1997 at the age of 89. He was born on this day in Cleveland, Ohio in 1907. Clue Gulanger, did I say that right? Gulager. Gulager. Yeah. Clue Gulager uh, is a great name and a Western star who appeared on a lot of 50s television uh, series, including episodes of Laramie, Black Saddle, and Riverboat, before landing a lead on The Tall Man and The Virginian. He had roles in the films The Killers, The Last Picture Shows, and uh, The Last Picture Show, rather, and Return of the Living Dead, and is still working. He was appearing last year in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was born on this day in Holdenville, Oklahoma, in 1928. I almost fell off my chair when I found out he was still alive. And like who, who, who was a movie, like a Western movie star in the fifties who is still alive. That's it's crazy. So he's 90. Uh, Two. Wow. And he was yep. in, well, who was he? Was he the old guy in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Like the old guy in the was, bed yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. I didn't write. No, that was Bruce Dern. Oh, um, right. I, I think he might've been in one of the shows within a show. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, oh, wow. Because he would have been paying tribute to his, like, glory days right. as, as an actor. Right, kind of right, of course. Yeah. I don't remember. I didn't I didn't recognize him when I saw him, so I don't remember who he was in that That's movie. That's crazy. Wow. And I've only seen it once, and then I tripped on the stairs at the Market Square as I was leaving the bathroom, and I took a major... So, you know you know when you trip and then you're falling for, like, 10 minutes before you actually yes, fall? Yes, yes. still trying to... And then I just flopped on the floor... And my best friend, John, was like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, that was the fattest thing anyone ever did. I have never looked so fat than I did just now (laughs) doing a blue whale flop on this floor. Then I checked to make sure my phone was okay. And then I got up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry. Anyway, (laughs) That's a beautiful tribute to Clue (laughs) Galakulker. The fattest thing you ever done. I don't know what the fattest thing I've ever done is. Probably some falls make you feel very fat. I I had to eat eat fries off my chest for an audition, but I booked it and uh, got flown to Spain, so it all worked out. Amazing. (laughs) Royal Dano is another character actor in westerns like The Red Badge of Courage, Johnny Guitar, Moby Dick, and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. On television, he appeared on Rawhide and again The Virginian. Bonanza, The Big Valley, and Gunsmoke. His last film was an adaptation of Stephen King's The Dark Half, released a year before his death in 1994 at the age of 71. He was born on this day in New York City in 1922. Harry Lennox starred on six episodes of ER and appeared in the Robert Townsend film The Five Heartbeats, later starring as Aaron in Julie Taymor's version of Titus and on the Gina Davis series Commander-in-Chief. He is currently on The Blacklist and Billions and was born on this day in Chicago in 1964. 
Ellen Albertini Dow studied theater at Cornell University, moved to New York, and trained under Martha Graham and Uta Hagen in Paris under Marcel Marceau. She worked for decades on stage as an actor and a mime and taught acting before making her film debut in 1985 at the age of 72, becoming famous in mischievous old lady types on episodes of The Golden Girls, in the movies Sister Act, 54, and most famously as the rapping grandma in The Wedding Singer. Oh yes, her. She made her last film in 2013 and died two years later at the very tender age of 101. <laughs> she was born on this day in Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania in 1913. If there's one thing my husband hates, it's old people having to be cute in movies. I don't disagree with him, although she was adorable. I always think of her, she was in that movie 54. She's like a disco gal who won't give it up right. and then dies on stage in that film right. and in my mind i always feel like i actually saw her die <laughs> <laughs> studio 54. i love that movie by the way did you? i did i know it's not a fantastic movie but i right. really loved it all the same i don't know there's something about his life and that moment that is just right. I'll, I'll always i'll always consume anything that's made about it you know right Right. Well, Miguel Sandoval began working as a professional actor in 1975 when he joined a mime school in Albuquerque, New Mexico, later joining the troupe full-time and continued his study of pantomime while helping to form the troupe into a professional company. The end. No. <laughs> and then he died. Well, <laughs> we just pick a random mime. While on film and television making an impression in Jurassic Park, um, Clear and Present Danger, Get Shorty, the show's medium entourage, and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, he founded an acting company comprised of inmates at the New Mexico State Penitentiary, sometimes training two times a week a week for a year. The company eventually presented productions of Beckett's Waiting for Godot and Endgame, and uh, for the inmate population and also for the general public. And he was born on this day in Washington, D.C. in 1951. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they have to pick the plays that only have men in them. Right. Don't worry. There's plenty. <laughs> Dean McDermott played Constable Turnbull on episodes of Due South and was in the films A Cool Dry Place and Against the Ropes. But he's best known for appearing in the Tory and Dean reality shows with his real life wife since 2006, Tori Spelling. He was born on this day in Toronto, Ontario in 1966. And they're still married, right? Like, they're still together? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. And he was uh, the host on the very short-lived Canadian version of Chopped uh, right. for, like, yeah. a hot season. I love Tori Spelling, so... Do you really? Oh, interesting. I do. I adore her. Interesting. Yeah. We haven't heard much from her lately. No, no. They, they have a lot of We did a kids. movie. She appears in a really terrible horror movie that we did on BGM last month, uh. so... Yeah. I'm sure they're both doing a lot of uh, Hallmark movies. Yeah. Uh, David Leisure made his film debut as a Harry Krishna in the comedy spoof Airplane, but made his mark as the goofy neighbor Charlie on eight seasons of Empty Nest. That's right. Um, I did like him, actually. Since then, I he has appeared in... Hi, me too. Since then, he has appeared yeah. in numerous shows and movies, including 10 Things I Hate About You and on the soap operas The Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives. He was born on this day in San Diego, California in 1950. Yeah, soak that in. He was only in his late thirties when he was on Empty Nest. I just, I just did exactly <laughs> as you said. I'm like, time out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess though. Um, here's a favorite of mine on this list, although she might not be known to people who don't watch movies, uh, non-American movies. Valeria Bruni Tedeschi was born in Italy, but her family moved to France in the 70s, fearing kidnappings by the Red Brigade, as they were heirs to the SEAT manufacturing tire fortune. Mm. 
She is most famous for her performances in French films, namely her collaborations with yesterday's birthday celebrant Francois Ozon. This year, she's in the film Summer of 85, as well as Five Times Two and Time to Leave. She had a role in Steven Spielberg's Munich and the films A Castle in Italy and Saint Laurent. She is the sister of former French First Lady Carla Bruni oh. and was born on this day in Turin, Italy in 1964. Very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Italian trivia. Do you know what Tedeschi means? Uh, it means German, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Germans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I didn't know that for a long time. Marco would never tell you something so stupid, but uh, I always find things like that very fascinating. I think they're fascinating too. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, and there's a lot of uh, like a lot of Italians with German names. There seems to be like a lot of like arist- arist- aristocratic expats mm-hmm. in Germany, in Italy. I should and say. Bruni would be brown, so like brown, the yeah. Valerie yeah. Brown German. Um, Steve Railsback starred in the TV movie remake From Here to Eternity in 1979 and had his first major film role in the 1980 Oscar-nominated The Stuntman. He went on to appear in Scissors with Sharon Stone, Calendar Girl with Jason Priestley, and episodes of Supernatural and The Practice. He was born on this day in Dallas, Texas in 1945. Mm-hmm. And that is November the 16th and all the uh, incredible stars that were born on this day. Indeed. Indeed, that indeed, indeed. I think Lisa Bonet is still my favorite. Yeah, she's great. You know, always will have a soft spot for her cool I actually, and I kind of wish she would work more because I kind of like her more than her daughter, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> I won't. Um, okay. Well, have a good time fingering your buttons today because it is National <laughs> Button Day. Uh, and do check us out on social media. I'm Amanda Barker. I'm Bill Antonio. And this was Born on This Day. See you later. Ba-ba-da-ba-da. Thank you.